One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show that is brought to you in association with Levi's Solicitors. There's the regular 10% discount on your legal fees. Usual uh, web address coming up in a second. 15% on my call. Um, Wills. Yep. Probate. And? Convincing. What's good about Wills at the minute? Uh, good to get stuff in order. Yep. Same stuff that's always good about Wills. Yep. Unless you know, unless you know you otherwise. You can do them by video call. That's the thing. And you go to the website and you can book a session on there. It's like a booking online booking system as well. So you can do it from your own sofa if you want. That is good. You could even be lying down. I hate moving. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball for full details on that. It's Dan, Michael and Moscow here on the weekly show. Should we talk about Leeds United then? Yes. Might as well. So we're here, innit? Any better ideas? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) However, let's get into it. Router. It's the thing you plug in in France for the internet, isn't it? He likes being called Georgie. Mm Mm-hmm. You've spoken to him? You asked him about this? No, but I've read him saying it somewhere. Same interview where he says he likes anime. Uh, Jorginho Ruter. Where's he played in the past, please, Moscow? Uh, Hoffenheim. Where, yeah, but, yeah, but before, they, bought, they, 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 they paid about half a million quid from him. Where did um, they get him from? Before that, he was at Rang. <laughs> came through the system at Rang. And even earlier than that, he was at Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> I was delighted to see that on the um, on his record. I thought it's going to go. You have to go on the prep sheet. Yeah, so come through as a, as a youth player at Vaughan, signed for Vaughan, and then went to Hoffenheim, <laughs> as I believe the yes. all the fans in Germany call it. Yeah. He looks um, young and exciting on YouTube, doesn't he? He certainly does. Yeah, he certainly does, as they all do. I just kept worried about spending loads of money. But that's that's no different to anything, Michael. No, I know. It's just you look at spending that much money on someone who's scored like a handful of goals and you go, oh God. But he does look really good. He's aware of that as a lack. The same mm. interview he was saying, uh, the one thing he, he feels he could improve on is efficiency. Which you feel like I've, it's like the last uh, four years at Leeds being sped up where we're just saying like, we just need to be a bit more efficient. And then we're still going to sign a striker who says, yeah, I could do with being a bit more efficient. Join the club. So he'll fit right in. He yeah. also says... You pick up on the other interesting thing that he says. Oh, no, it was said about him, to be fair. He's not picking himself up. Uh, no. Uh, stays very injury-free. Mm. Oh. Physically fit, strong, never injured. So so maybe we'll have him scoring lots of goals, but permanently injured. We can uh, join the Bamford crew. Mind you, he's 20 years old. You don't get injured that much at, at that age. Yeah, you? it feels like a small sample size, but that's the same thing with him not having scored like a huge amount of goals. He's not been playing football very long and yet we still have to sign uh, him for £35 million because that's the way of the world. I was listening to you and Phil trying to convince each other that that wasn't a lot of money. Well I think it's it's not though is it? It's just it's just the way that the market's gone. It's, it's, it's a lot. Is, it is a lot for us though. It is a lot yeah, I mean for if us, you yeah. had £35 million you could buy so many things. Mm. Yeah you know you're right. So yeah. in that sense it's a huge amount of money. <laughs> yeah. But um, which is 
makes it incredible. Like, no, you're not wrong. Of all the things that you could spend, like if I gave you £35 million now, would you go and buy like a 20-year-old boy? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think... Because if, if that's what you wanted, <laughs> it could probably be arranged more cheaply. I think we'll probably have to work on some Dan of the details. Dan would probably go for £31 million. Or boys. maybe 35, 35 million boys at a quid each. <laughs> what am I going to do with them all? Well, exactly. It's just crazy. None of it makes any sense. Um, so we'll just have to have... He keeps... Uh, I know... Um, so there's the Georgie factor. I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to try like a... Because Jimmy Hasselbank was allowed Jimmy on his shirt for like one game before it got chopped down by the Premier League and the FA. Who can, then, can we just spend a moment on that? Because... You're going to bring up Jordi Cruyff, I am, you? absolutely. Because they allowed... Let's not call him Jordi Cruyff. Let's call him Jordi Cruyff because he was a scum bastard. He wanted Jordi on his shirt because he said that's what he was always known as. They allowed that at the same time as not allowing Jimmy Hasselbank, Jimmy on his shirt, which is what he was known as, he said. Yeah. With his surname, though, I keep thinking about Ritter Sport, the famous Swiss squares of chocolate that people would bring back from holidays in mm. Europe that seem to have an incredible range and variety of flavours available. It's not his name, but... <laughs> It's one letter of difference, and that's enough for me. And he also, he plays sports. And then that was the other thing of trying to work out why this chocolate was called sport. Because it wasn't sport, it was chocolate. It should have been called Ritter chocolate, but yep. it was called Ritter sport, in a sense. It's like the little, um, what were the little sports biscuits called? Sports biscuits. Sports biscuits, yeah. That made sense, did that? Yeah, yeah. Golden. Yeah. There's the other ones, that, uh, nice biscuits, which weren't. That's it, that's... Were they also from France? From, were from, from, were... Nars. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, let's do the perennial question. Michael, do you want him? Yeah. Why do you want him? Because you're scared of paying out money for this child. I am, but you, you are right. We do need to spend some money on good players, probably. And he's, and he's dead good. He does look exciting. And I've, I've kind of, from the YouTube clips, I've convinced myself we can make him work as a number nine, even though he looks like he's maybe at his best cutting in a bit. He does get some headed goals. He does some stuff in the, in the kind of penalty box as well. God, I can't imagine being you. Just living in this world of perpetual dread. Well, it's a lot of money. It's, it's, money. Money. It's, not, it's not your money, is it? Well, no, but it means we, if we spend this, we don't have thirty million to spend on someone else, do we? Probably the forty ers money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. If, don't be wrong. If this, if I felt like we had an unlimited pool of money, if some we were, rich fella in America is ponying up for this boy, yay! Let's yeah, get him in. They, they want him back at some point. They want, they're not here to. They're not here to sports wash or anything. So they're not. They're not just chucking money for the sake of it. They're going to want a return. So are you, are you saying you want some money left over for Shea Adams? <laughs> Just buy him so we don't have to talk about it. Do you anymore. want that kid from Coventry? Oh, yeah, whose name we, we still can't say. Romeo Zondervan. <laughs> Peter and Lovu. That's who I'm after. Yeah. Why can't Coventry yeah. just have some simple named players? <laughs> they always seem to go for the complicated ones. Ritter Sport, so it's founded just outside Stuttgart, and the brand that it's known for today was launched in 1932 after uh, Mrs. Ritter, Clara, suggested creating a chocolate bar that would fit into a sport jacket pocket without breaking, but weighed the same as a normal bar. So it was called Ritter's Sport Chocolata. There you go. So now we know. What a niche. <laughs> everybody was gone, wearing yeah. Everybody was wearing sports coats back in the day. And, and what's the, what was the one item missing from your sports coat? Yeah, you, well, you didn't want your chocolate breaking and like popping out because if people could see a bar of chocolate sticking out your sports jacket's pockets, they'd be like, can I have some of that? So it's essentially for uh, mean tyrants to hide their chocolate away from the uh, prying eyes. But yeah, this is probably a good player. And also, he doesn't appear to be linked with any Champions League teams, which means we're more likely to get him. Whereas when you looked at 
De Kettler or Kakbo or someone, you went, yeah, but if, truthfully, if AC Milan want him, if Liverpool want him, he's probably going to go there instead, isn't he? And the, the youthful naivety means that he's interested in coming to Leeds United, so good on him. We're getting him before he knows any better. He does seem like if passes the fine young man test, this quotes where he's talking about like his rapid rise at Hoffenheim, um, <laughs> saying, you know, like, look, I've played half a season, I'm, I might not be that good. That's I'm paraphrasing. But um, he seems, you know, feet on the ground and uh, not getting carried away and wants to come to Leeds. So he must be, uh, what's the word for it, charmingly stupid. It feels like it's kind of a supercharging of the pathway, doesn't it? They've put, they've injected steroids in a metaphorical sense well, into, into this pathway. Where, what will this mean for Joffy Gellhart? Swansea, West Brom, maybe. Mm. Or reunite with Carlos Corbin. Yeah. I think that's going to be, that's going to be quite a lazy link for any player that mm. we sort of want to move that way. It's going to be like, oh, he had his reuniting with Charlie Creswell, reuniting with Carlos Corbin. Who else? Everybody. It feels like Joffy needs minutes. Rafinha, though, reuniting it? with. Does He's, he have a cross path? No. I was saying on uh, one of the other shows, I can't remember, but um, Rutel is is only a month or so old. I think it's two weeks mm. older than Joffy, so they are of a similar ilk. Seems like he's better. Mm-hmm. Somebody was asking that question, like, why are we spending £35 million on a, a player the same age? as? Uh, why do we just put the faith in our own youth players? They're like, well, he's, he's better. Yeah. So that'll be that. But it's going to be, um, it's an interesting new facet of the whole pathway shenanigans because there'll be a tendency now. And there is already this, you know, we had, it was going to be Joffy season and it's not really happened at any point. So he's being written off because that's what people do. Same with Brendan Aronson is now a total waste of money and should never have been signed. Joffy's never going to make it League One level, bid him off like Tyler Roberts. More likely that we'll have next season, the rest of this season and next season will be Rutter's season. And then, um, that's which I'm sure is S- S-Z-N, isn't it? I'm sure it's what Stags do. Susan. And then uh, that's when Paris Saint-Germain sign him. And then we bring Joffy back from his loan to wherever, and then it's back, and then then it's Gelhart season. Mm. So these kids being our kids being out on loan while we have a thirty-five million pound future Champions League player passing through, it doesn't mean it's the end for Joffy. It means he might just have to go away and then come back. He just needs to go play. We're turning into we'll, needs- we'll be turning into Chelsea, is what I'm kind of yeah. He needs well, he needs to play, doesn't he? And um, five minutes here and there in dribs and drabs is not doing him any good, I don't think. And you all, you wonder with the, the overall strategy, because there's there's rumours about, uh, it's Azadeen Unahi, I'm going to say, as a first attempt there, Moroccan midfielder. That one's uh, still circulating. Again, sort of ticks the boxes in the sense that he's 22 years old. There's talk of water having followed him for a little bit. Um, and hating him. And d- hating him. Well, not hating interesting, him. It's an interesting to- um, strategy for a transfer target, that, isn't it? <laughs> well, he did an interview about... He's just trying to get his confidence down before we sign him. Yeah, basically, about players who impress at the World Cup and get signed and you're saying it's not the same anymore and you know you don't have a, a player who breaks through who nobody's ever heard of because there's so much data it's all about the data um, so everybody knows about every player so he was saying there's a lot of attention and he was saying uh, that Andrea Ratrizzani had been texting him saying what about this Unahi player he looks he looks really good should we be signing him and the author's attitude is like again I'm going to paraphrase footballing simpletons who don't know anything about the about players are impressed because they've never seen Unahi before. So they see him at a World Cup and they're like, let's buy him. Whereas... Shiny new thing. uh, The people who have, who live their life by data and football manager uh, games know all about him 
And so Orta's attitude was, he's playing better than anybody who has been watching him for the last few years thinks he has ever has ever been capable of playing. And uh, it would be foolish, therefore, to think that that's his level when, you know, all the factors of it's a World Cup, it's the Moroccan team are on a big momentum roll. All these things mean he may never play that well again because he's never looked like playing that well before. So now we're signing him. Yeah. 25 million quid down. Which, uh, which club's he at, Oscar? He is at... He's <laughs> in, is in France, isn't he's, he? He's in France, yeah. yeah. What's the authentic pronunciation? Angers. <laughs> Sorry? Angers. The monkey Angers. He's at Angers. Yeah, he's at oh. Hartlepool. Is he not at Angers? <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you ask the locals, it's um, Angers. I think, it, because it seems likeliest that he's going to Napoli or Milan, it feels like we're just being thrown into this probably because of... Because there were... The Victor Orta interview was interpreted by a lot of clickbait sites as Leeds express interest in star, World Cup star. And it was because the president has uh, texted his director of sport to say, who is this guy? And then leaving aside all the fact that the, the, the director of sport went, he's useless. That's basically how we signed Liam Cooper. Though. Yeah. Chairman saw him and went, should buy him, he's good. That worked out. Eventually it did. It's amazing. Who was it? Who was the player who was at that game who... We were going to sign. Was it Viviani? Oh, Pavoletti, was it? Oh. Pavoletti, one of those. Who? It's amazing that there's... If only we told him, like, it's okay, we're going to sign some of Chesterfield's <laughs> good players. You don't have to uh, turn down this contract and go home. Does it encourage you that we appear to be looking for reinforcements sort of down the spine of the team in terms of a centre-forward, potentially a central midfielder as well on top of that? We've got Verber already who can do centre-back and left-back. Yeah, and it, it does encourage me and it encourages me that it is the 11th of January and yeah. not 10 minutes before the window shuts, which is where it felt like, I know it wasn't where most of the business was done because there was Adams and Aronson and Christensen, there were people in through the door really quickly, but then there was that panic at the end, which I didn't like much. I mm. suppose the thing is here, we, we get Rutter and Benahi maybe, and then it comes to the 31st and we, you know, sell Tyler Adams. <laughs> just, cause, just to make it Leedsy, we just... We let him go for 20, 22 million pounds to scum or something. I think in summer oh they God. were. Oh dear. In summer they did. They basically built a midfield, didn't they? And um, and got a, a alleged replacement for Luke Ayling. And then signing a striker or a forward on top with the Kettler or Hackpo seemed to be put into that kind of marquee bracket of if we can get a, a jewel, we'll do it. Um, and that's why it ended up taking so long. And the only reason, the only reason they very end of it turned into a farce was because we decided to let Dan James go on thinking that we were getting a replacement. Whereas if we hadn't let Dan James go, it probably just would have been, oh, well, we can't get Hackbo, shrug, YOLO, doesn't matter. What we've seen since is Pat Bamford still just cannot get himself into a position to play. So it's now more of a, a thing of like, no, actually, we, we can't mess around. We've got this far. We probably would have been better with a striker, if we we would have been better if we'd signed Hackpo before now, but it didn't feel you could understand why it felt like a nice to have in summer, whereas now it is more of a no, let's go and get one. And then it's interesting that it is we are still going for like thirty five million pound strikers or forwards instead of uh, Shea Adams. Where's, where's the money coming from, Michael? To know <laughs> <laughs> is that credit card? <laughs> yeah. Stick it on the never never. We'll pay it back eventually. It's fine. Exactly. It? Yeah. It, was, it was there in summer. Wasn't it? We, yeah. we were going to pay for the Kettler somehow um, and would have done if Roderick Zani did that frustrating interview, didn't he? Where it's like, if I'd only gone there 10 days earlier. 
you know, I knew I should have done that. But good, thanks for telling us that. So there was money there to spend wherever it was coming from, and the money still seems to be there to do it. But they were like saving it up for something special, weren't they? Like it's, a treat. It's strange with the, the this thing of we've got the money for the right player if we want it sort of thing. Because I was listening back to a really old podcast. It was the time when the transfer window we signed Adam Forshaw. The badge thing had just happened, and the reason I was listening to that podcast is because we let Matt Click go. And for an extra ball episode, we're going to be talking about Matt Click. So I was listening to what we said about that. But at the same time as as that was all happening, we were being linked with Jordan Hugill, for who was at Preston, who ended up going to West Ham for like eight million quid, I think, or that, something. That was that late in the window wild purchase that they everyone kind of went, "What?" Yeah, and and I think at the time, Kinnear had said, "We do have, we could afford him if we really wanted him, but we don't think he's very good, yeah. or certainly not." Again, might be paraphrasing. <laughs> he's not. Well, I think we said he's not worth what Preston are asking for him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been the policy for maybe longer than we think. And yeah. you have to say, they were probably right on mm. old Jordan because uh, looking at his record, he scored zero goals for West Ham. Then he's been on loan at Middlesbrough and QPR and Norwich and West Brom and Cardiff. It's and all very championship isn't it? He's not really. He's never done as well as he did in that little bit before West yeah. Ham paid £9 million for him. Well, it be interesting to see what happens across the rest of this window because it seems like something's kind of flipped here in terms of going we need to do something here to make this work because it does feel like all the momentum all the air has been taken out of the sails with the whole Marsh project doesn't it it's not really heading anywhere at the minute other than how dare you gurgling around the plug hole at the, at the moment. If, they, might, if they'd only be a bit braver in moments I, I might be wrong yeah yeah they're scared <laughs> they're scared I'm scared uh, Junior Furpo speaking of which um, being linked with a move back to Betis to where Moscow oh, sorry, again Moscow. yeah Do, give us your authentic I believe the, the locals prefer to call it real beaties. Yeah. It's uh, the, the plan. I apologize <laughs> yeah. to everybody that worries about these things. But yeah, they're selling their left back to Villa, so they yeah. need someone. And yeah. is the left back the selling to Villa good? Well, I know. It does make you think. Moreno, isn't it? The, the, the game. For, a, for, a, for a similar price to, to what Junior was. So would you accept him going there? I think it feels in a general sense like Yes. Don't Aston Villa have a good left back? Dina, don't they? Yeah, so they signed him a year ago. Fred Digna, yeah. And everybody was having a go at Leeds going, like, why don't we sign him? He's good. Like like Villa is sorting out. And they have Matt Matt Target as well with the let go to Newcastle. And still, they haven't signed another left back. There is, I don't know, sometimes I do think it's frustrating that Leeds don't just sign a good left back. But then also, at least we're not signing. Well, Villa have got them all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if Villa weren't signing one every window to replace the one that they've just bought, um, there might be some left for the rest of us. But um, yeah, different ways of running clubs. I guess, I suppose, if you sign enough left-backs and you hire and sack enough managers, you somehow end up with Moreno and Unai Emery and you lose to Stevenage. So We'll it, see you again in 12 months. And then probably beat us on Friday, so I should shut my mouth. Didn't I? But in a general sense, I would be more than happy with him leaving. You know, we don't have any other left backs. I know we've signed Verbrandt, where he was a sort of left back, centre back, defensive midfielder. Well, the links to like that Kirkes wasn't that that young lad, and you wonder if maybe they would, if if Junior went, then they would then move on him, something like that. You know, to start to fill that because if he's nineteen, that that lad, then you've got someone for, then for the twenty threes who could also cover the first team. I mean, presumably the problem with Furpo going back there will be the twenty one. He sorry. probably left there on like eighteen grand a week, and we'll be trying to go back there on about seventy or something stupid. So. Mm. That might be difficult. He has said he would like to play for them again before he retires. So it's probably not got long. 
um, <laughs> given how things are going. So he might be willing to forgo some of his wages, pull a bit of a PK at Barcelona and, mm. you know, do a, a leave a hero or, or drive back a hero. And then they can watch him play and decide how heroic he is. <laughs> kind of, it kind know. of stinks of loan, doesn't it? It kind of stinks of, we'll, we'll send him out there on loan it for the rest of the season. Of, I mean, where does this story come from? So just the internet bollocks, isn't it? So um, it stinks of internet bollocks to me. I don't think we're going to be loaning out a left back. Um, and it's very, again, it's one of these, it's really easy to kind of draw the the dots. So, and Anahi is because Brad Rizzani mentioned him and Victor Orta brought him in an interview. And then the real BT's link is just so obvious that if they're selling a left back and we've just signed one, we do, we can do a lot better than Furpo, but I don't think letting him leave under any loan or permanent or even having a holiday um, would be wise because for all his sins, if there's problems, it would be good to have somebody who can technically, like in theory, play a left back between now and the end of the season. We'll send him on holiday in the summer, maybe. Yeah, that's the time to to sort it out. I think uh, we've got, hopefully, Verba will do the business and Strauch has not let anybody down playing there so far this season. And then Furpo as well. You know, what damage can he do between now and the end of the season? And <laughs> That's an open question. If he plays like he did in the second half at Cardiff, he could be uh, the difference. With reference to loans then, Charlie Creswell looks like he's heading back from Millwall. That's kind of uh, all ground to a halt for him, hasn't it? It felt like his star was rising when you go back 12 months when we played West Ham at home and you thought, there's the next big thing. And it's just kind of... Got stopped. a couple on his debut for yeah. Millwall as well, didn't he? And it was, he scored um, a few actually, hasn't he? But yeah, it's just never quite clicked into place for him there. Yeah, I did watch... Well, kind of had it on while I did other stuff. The Millwall against Sheffield United game, just because it was on and I thought well, it was on on the internet, maybe. How were, uh, sorry, tell us how Charlie Cresswell did. Not great. Okay. <laughs> it, was, well, it, it, was, it was against Sheffield United that he did that awful back pass earlier in the season, wasn't it? It was. So maybe he just struggles against Hecky's tactics. Hecking ball. How were Sheffield United? I've not seen them. They were fight Millwall, they were on top, then Millwall came back into it a bit, but couldn't score. Were they better with ball? Um, or we outball. I'd say they were they were adequate in both phases. They really? get, they're getting promoted to the Premier League under Hecky, aren't they? Yep, looks it's, like it. They are nine points clear of third. Wow, with 20, 20 games to go. Should have stuck with Hecky. What do you think happens? You know, um, <laughs> in Ghostbusters, you couldn't cross the streams. Yeah. What do you think happens next season if Jesse Marsh is still here and we play four Hecking Bottoms, Sheffield United? Like, is that allowed? <laughs> Marcelo Bielsa chuckles somewhere from will, behind an iPad in his, in his ranch. Will we be okay? Will we be able to handle... Maybe they'll have an argument. like With the ball against the ball? Yeah, exactly. Oh, is that what you're getting at? <laughs> Jesse's saying, well, it wasn't what I was getting at, but it is now. It was. It's gradually unfolding in my mind of them. Like, I suppose Heckingbottom's quite small, so it'd be like his little rat face into Jesse's barrel chest saying, what are you doing with ball? He says, we're doing things against the ball. What, without ball? No, against the ball. Against the ball's never made sense to me as a phrase. Because you're not against the ball, are you? The ball's neutral. Depends how close you are to the ball. I would suggest. You might be resting against with, it. With ball, without ball makes a lot more sense than mm. against the ball. Yeah. Anyway. And what's what's the American version of uh, the opposite of being against the ball? Is it on the ball? In favour of the ball. <laughs> We're really behind the ball. Back in the ball. Uh, let's wrap up the other loans then. Well, I was just going to say on uh, old uh, Charlie Creswell because we're all like, oh. oh, he's not getting the game time at Millwall. We need to bring him back and send him back on loan uh, somewhere else. There's another player on loan at Millwall who is not getting the game time uh, called Jamie Shackleton. Uh-huh. Are we doing anything about that or do we just not care? 
Borough chat. He's not getting he's not getting the game time at Millwall. And so we're, ta- we're taking away can, his friend. He can carry on, yes. And he's now gonna have nobody to keep him company on the bench and he can just carry on not getting the game time at uh, Millwall. If anybody needs to be reunited with Carlos Corberan, it's Jamie Shackleton. McCalmont sent to Carlisle. Ah, there's a throwback when we used to play play Carlisle. I see Jesse Marsh has lied to him as well. <laughs> In what way? He said uh, he went to go to get his boots <laughs> and he said they'll be keeping an eye on me. He's going to get clips and monitor how I'm doing here and hopefully I've seen some good stuff um, come summer. He didn't watch United. He didn't even watch, Jesse didn't even watch us beating Man City, did he, when we were about to play him? He hadn't even watched that. Is he fuck watching Carlisle games? <laughs> he might monitor it through a scout or something like that. Yeah. We'll keep, in, we'll, keep, we'll keep in touch. We'll keep in touch. Well, after you've been on holiday. You've been, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, to, good to see you. We'll, um, we'll, have, we'll have that pint. If he does, <laughs> if he does watch any of them, we might end up signing Carlisle's number nine if we need a goal scorer. Oh, it's a quiz. Oh, it's uh, Ryan Edmondson, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of it is. Yeah. So that could, uh, with um, Marsh's obliviousness to our recent history, <laughs> like that that guy up front for Carlisle was playing with Alfie. Uh, Yelda's been linked to Rotherham. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well let's wrap it up then on the on the 21s who lost uh, 1-0 at Forest on Friday it was quite a weak inside wasn't it because of the 21s that were all involved in the, the Cardiff game over the weekend yes Forest cheated really so boo for the 21s hooray for the women who got through to the fourth round of the FA Cup and they're going to face Arsenal which is a hell of a tie for them isn't it well, that's absolutely massive Arsenal away as well so it's Boreham Wood it's a shame it's not the, move it to the Emirates hang on a second so they play at Boreham Wood we could be playing at Boreham Wood also in the fourth round of the FA Cup we all just got to move into Boreham Wood. The stars of a line. Where is Boreham Wood? London. Doesn't sound very exciting. Down there it? somewhere. Yeah, some... That where, where near Dragons. Uh, Boredom Forest was its original title, but they, they had to uh, dress it up a bit to get people to live there. <laughs> I was just about to ask you if that was true. It's in, uh, it's in Hertfordshire. Oh, it's right. more like... Watford, uh, Watford Territory. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's near Watford uh, kind, of, kind of way. Watford, so, right. So barely, barely even London. Fine. But that's... Um, yeah, there is probably few bigger. It's a shame. Well, it's a shame in general that uh, Beth Mead and um, with Medina's ACLs have both snapped in recent weeks because, like, Beth Mead is one of the biggest names, and that would be someone you want to sounds really sore. Does play it? against? Yeah, um, and it's not a good thing. But I think there's probably enough quality in that Arsenal team. Well, Amy Woodruff tweeting at Leah Williamson um, that she can't wait to just swap shirts with her. But, you know, that's what it's... It's the romance, the romance of the bloody cup. It is the romance of the bloody cup. Imagine if Leeds win. I mean, this is... I know Leeds versus Arsenal doesn't sound like a, a massive underdog story, but it actually is. It's like tears below them, aren't they? So. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, a, it's a fully professional team against um, an amateur team. Fully professional Champions League team. Yeah. So um, it's, a, it's a vast, vast difference. Leeds have signed a striker as well. Jess Russo from, I think she's from Lincoln City. That, is, that, um, that's a French name, isn't it? <laughs> what Jess I, no, I can't do so Jess in a, a French accent Joss Joss <laughs> uh, let's, let's stop you Moscow let's save you from yourself I like her um, style because she's scored uh, I think it's 12 in 14 so far this season and she said she wants to double her goal tally now she's come to Leeds good on yeah and I'm not even sure there's that many games left in the league she'll have to score so what's double 12? another 12 <laughs> In what's double twelve? In, in about um, like half the number of games, probably. Maybe how many? How many, how many? If it's half the number, how many games are that? We'll play fourteen so need? far, so it needs to be twelve in seven instead of twelve in okay. fourteen. Well done. Um, which 
you know, fair play if you can pull that off. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm going to get the plug-in straight away. If you are leaving the house and going to Aston Villa and you have some time to kill in Birmingham City Centre before the match, uh, North have opened a tap room there, so you can go into a bar in Birmingham and drink the square ball pale ale. Yes. That would be good, wouldn't it? Mm. And we don't get any benefit from that whatsoever. No. But so, anyway, fr- that is Friday night in Birmingham. Um, what a treat that'll be. And it's it's Leeds United against Aston Villa. Or Friday afternoon if you start early in a North Snow Hill, it's at. Yep. To get the train to Snow Hill. Yes. Go in there. Yep. And buy loads of food. Snow Hill sounds like a location in Narnia. I bet it's not. It's in Birmingham. It's um, finance district. Don't know why they call it Snow Hill. Let's talk about the actual game itself then. Um, mm, I'd rather talk about pubs. Yes. Uh, what do you expect from this? I don't know what to expect from this. It's, but that's just the hallmark of this season, isn't it? I expect we'll score early, then they'll score a couple, then there'll be a mad scramble. Well, we need to concede our customary two per game. That's yeah. one thing we know. Um, so how many are we going to score against there too? Probably two. Just keep this whole sorry business dragging on another week <laughs> rather than rather than sacking him or backing him. Just that thing of going, oh, well... But are they not backing him by bringing in more players potentially? Yeah, I suppose they are. Particularly the Red Bull ones. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, it was Jesse's first home game, wasn't it, Villa? I mean, and if they were really backing him with Red Bull players, Haaland would be here. That is true. So it's it's hard to say he's really getting the backing that he needs yeah. or deserves mm-hmm. in the transfer market. So is it right to point fingers at the head coach in that situation or should you be looking at the people above mm-hmm. who haven't given him the, the money, tools he yeah. had at Salzburg that he needs to thrive? Thank you, Moscow. Yeah, a very good, a very, all, a very salient point. All the best players in the league. That's what they need to, to yeah. buy him. So if we could have all the best players in the <laughs> league and send them out every week, then well, the yeah, style might actually work. That's what's lacking from the, uh, I guess if we were going to apply the Salzburg model to the Premier League it's not just bringing in Salzburg players it's bringing in the best Premier League players is how they did it wasn't it just having why, why haven't they given him the best team <laughs> and then it and then life would be easy he wouldn't have to worry about them playing scared and how they couldn't understand his instructions and all this kind of stuff 
because they'd all be brilliant, so it wouldn't be a problem. Even mm. vaguely cowardly, really good players can win games, can't they? <laughs> <laughs> you naughty people. Do, yes. you, do you remember the um, Jesse's first home game against Villa? Do you remember what happened in that? It was awful. There was What happened was, you're going to have to really throw your mind back, but they would break down the wings and then there'd be big gaps at the back post when it was played to there. So they just... And they just scored by doing that. Is that what happened? Yeah. Or they'd pull it back and everyone was stood kind of on the six-yard line and leaving a massive gap at the edge of the Not box. Not picking up runners. Yeah. That's, that, 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 that's how they scored yeah, the goals. I've kind of forgotten though. that. It was all set to... Uh, well, the hope was that all that would be sorted soon, wasn't it? I was kind of interested when he was asked uh, recently what... Because he was saying that the attention on the transfer window in English football really surprises him. Like so I don't understand why everybody makes such a big deal about transfers. I've already got all the best players. Yeah, and somebody said... Uh, well, what else has surprised you about English football? And he was like, oh, that's a good question. He said some of the media attention. And then he was um, just the standard of the teams. Like there's like, they're so, every team is really strong. And the, the referenced um, Leicester, he said, it's like when he, we started preparing for the game against Leicester and, you know, they're such, a, they're so good. And I was thinking, is he talking about the recent game against Leicester or is he thinking about his first game, which was away to Leicester? And was that the moment when he was watching a couple of clips of Leicester in advance of the match and thought, "Shit, <laughs> they're actually oh, they're really, really good. They're really good." <laughs> I thought, like he made he made made it sound as if he thought the Premier League was like Manchester City and Liverpool and Chelsea and Spurs, like they're really good, and Arsenal, they're really really good. But the rest of them, like you don't even need to watch Leicester because it's meh. <laughs> and as, was, as was proven earlier this season that yeah. it would be like a, t- a league with maybe like five RB Salzburgs and then everybody else is just cannon fodder or a Celtic and a Rangers and everybody else is really easy to play against and um, here he is and um, yeah we're being a bit mean about him today aren't we but it feels like it's you know the FA Cup match was rubbish so <laughs> he's um, it's kind of a it's a week to um be mean and but we've, be got nice the new, we've got the new we Ma- Maxi Verber inspired um, stability at the back which, he looked good which genuinely might be a thing I'm not mm. saying that to be facetious now yeah, it, it, might, it, did, it did look good yeah. and he looks like we haven't ruined him yet have we I guess he starts at left back probably uh, would you not just go with strike put him at centre back centre back then yeah I don't know maybe there's a reason I mean he's Slow, so the wisdom of so is, uh, so is Strauch, isn't he? Putting him up against, yeah, I don't know. It'll Did you be... see him? At the Cardiff players running away from him. It was heartbreaking, I know, but he he did look really slow. Stop oh. doing that to Pascal. <laughs> I mean, becomes a heroes and villains in a bit. It's quite telling that no one's no one's re- feels that able to nominate him. It's just like let's blame other people for this. Well, it was. I mean, we why play a high line with such slow <laughs> defenders and then to solve it, sign another. Slow fullback. God, I have the um, I have the Villa highlights from that that three nil on in front of me, and I'm just witnessing Junior Furpo running into the West Stand as <laughs> as as Cash turns inside him and puts it into the corner. Obviously, he's going to turn back inside because that's where the goal is, Junior. For fuck's sake, it doesn't make any more sense watching it like a year later. Oh dear me! Maybe and- Furpo plays. Chance maybe to right the wrongs of that night. Maybe he does. He maybe got he injured does. that night, didn't he? Maybe he does Moscow. There was a very reluctant... Um, Junior Furpo made a mistake and then got injured. I struggle to believe <laughs> these things are true. He got a very reluctant ovation as he was stretched off. I feel like that's supposed to be better. We could beat these. That's the thing, that despite all our misgivings about where this is all heading at the minute, we can beat them. 
with what we have. Yeah, they're not great. And it's in that we're into the run of games now where we actually do need to start winning some. We can't keep going well. I'd argue that the run, when Stam's all right. I'd argue that the run of games from the start of the season to now, we could have done with winning more. Yeah. We beat Chelsea. What's wrong with you? When we, we te- and Liverpool. We technically beat Arsenal, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we have the moral victory, so we did win some. Uh, but yeah, we are I getting, thinking, if you're doing that, I think we're technically lost to Newcastle. We are getting down to brass tacks now, aren't we? Yeah, with this. Um, and this would be a good one. win because they've got the whole you know, Emery thing that is supposed to sort everything out. And there's kind of so far not, because you can't really say uh, you've lost to Stevenage and everything's good. Yeah, that was, I know they, that was Steve Evans, though. You've got to accept he's, you sometimes come up against a greater talent. I know, like, so they beat Brentford, didn't they? And then they're, they're, they're wildly erratic, aren't they? I was going yeah. to say just on this. They're kind of. They win games that you wouldn't expect them to and then lose games that you... I don't know. I mean, they beat Brighton, which was a surprise in a way. And Spurs, they shouldn't really be beating Spurs, but then only drawing with Wolves. Although they took... I mean, Leon Bailey took that very hard. He's crying on the pitch. And then, because uh, he missed a bit a sitter in stoppage time, he stayed down and cried. And then a few minutes later, the final whistle blew. And he fell down on the floor again and cried. And as we kind of walked off the pitch in tears... And then he was posting on Instagram at about two in the morning, apologizing, like these heartfelt, I'm like, I'm so Jeez. sorry, I can't sleep. This is, a, this is the worst thing that's um, ever happened. I hope you can forgive me. I'm going to have to try and find ways to put this right. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know if you played at Stevenage, but I don't think that was necessarily the solution to letting everybody down. When it comes to, to um, when it comes to Emery, the, um, the, the sample size is not massive, is it, at the minute, in terms of knowing what you're going to get from them. But they're not, um, they're not, as on the front foot, I wouldn't say under Emery, are they more of a kind of a counter-attacking thing, which obviously we deal with very well. <laughs> well, the, you know, I mean, the problem is we've played against a number of styles this year. <laughs> and I, I struggle to say there's one particular type we struggle with more there than others. There is ours. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like Man City, we gave them the ball all the time. Yeah. yeah and they very easily beat us. Yeah. Um, but also, us having the ball doesn't seem to always work out brilliantly either. All right. Okay. That is the consistent thing, isn't it? Where you look for like what has what the all, common denominator. What do all these games have in common? Leeds played in. Them. <laughs> yeah, I mean Emery is a good manager, so he's not quite got up to speed yet, and he's not quite got all his tools in the box yet. Has he? He's still dealing with the side that Gerard built mm. with losers like Coutinho. Based on the available evidence, my prediction for this game is that we will win or draw, right, or maybe lose. Okay, no, I'll. I'll very possible. Mm. All very possible. I think. What do you What do you make to that, Michael? I think I think you you maybe a third right. Yeah, it's valid because I don't know what's going to happen in this match. I mean, I don't know what team we're going to play. I don't know who's going to be fit. I don't know what Marsh's instructions are going to be this time. Given that like his recent rhetoric has been, they're not doing what I want them to do in the first half, so I'm having to change everything in the second half, and then. Villa are an unknown quantity because Emery's new and he hasn't got it and they'll be looking for a reaction after Stevenage or will they just be even more miserable? Will we wear the lucky yellow disco kit unbeaten in that? Are we really? Yep. We should be wearing white at Villa. Drew to Southampton and uh, Drew at Newcastle in it. Sort of. We we definitely did. I mean, the sort of kit. Oh, the sort of kit. I thought, yes. Oh, obviously, yeah. With the yellow shirt. Yeah. The mashup one. Whereas we could wear the full yellow blue blue affair mm. at Villa yeah the starting lineup is actually quite interesting because I think oh, we, might, we might end up wearing Sammy's pyjamas who knows I think Aronson would be dropped if Jackie's fully fit but he if wasn't was available <laughs> yeah maybe um, I'm in a right bad mood today sorry 
it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Aronson's been bad for a few games, hasn't he? So I would probably drop him. Somerville went was got knocked into the other day, although stayed on. But it looked didn't look entirely comfortable. I mean, him and Yontel got absolutely leathered all game, didn't they? Yeah, not drunk, <laughs> but kicked. Yeah, and uh, who else wasn't fit? Our oh, rocker was obviously not fit the other day. There was a yeah. So Melier, um, who's left the walking, the walking wounded. I kind of in my head, I thought Melier was just rested, but he wasn't. Was he, he was injured? Isn't it an Achilles that Tyler Adams has come back with? I think he's he had two Achilles anyway. He's come back with one. Oh, right, shit. not a spare. Kept back at customs. <laughs> um, so they're kind of they're a little bit concerned about him. We need Tyler Adams to play. Yes, we do. Yep. Although Verber, mm. the new number six, yeah, mm. as he put it. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. In I this. love how Verber slid that in. Yeah, it was in before it was in um, Arthur Kinnear's program notes. He did it in his own interview. He was like, I can play left back, I can play centre back, I can even play in midfield. We're like, huh? <laughs> you <laughs> can do what? <laughs> trying to con him into putting him up front. I'm a good striker. Yeah, <laughs> scored. Uh, scored got height on his side. Scored like 50, 50 at school in the <laughs> season. Could be worth it. Could be worth a go. It's uh, um, the Telegraph who has started using uh, Kinnear's Sunday name. Right, Arthur. He was quoted in. Is he called Arthur? According to the Telegraph's uh, recent reports, yes, they said... Because uh, I, I, it was you saying it, I fully expected Arthur Kinnear to be like a, a novel- silent movie star from the yeah. 1920s. Or, or a novelist. <laughs> from like, it could just have from been... From the 20s. <laughs> it could have been a, a copy editing error in the Telegraph's recent match report, but I liked it. I think mm. Arthur Kinnear sounds Regal. a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've gone from Regal, you immediately thought of a 1920s variety <laughs> comedian. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah, one or the other. And yeah. the way he runs the club. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Can you play a, a ukulele? Coming out with a, with a washboard. <laughs> I was thinking a ukulele as well. <laughs> that, would, um, that would calm things down in the director's box when Victor Rort is getting all mad if Kenny is just next to me going, why don't you calm down? <laughs> hey, Victor, it's only a game. A ding-a-ding-ding. <laughs> as your left back lost its flavour. <laughs> I've got no idea what's going on. I load up football manager 20, 2006 for you. You like that one? You like the classics? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen here. So let's not make predictions then, eh? Well, let's, uh, we need to uh, at least nod at whoscored.com's list of weaknesses for Aston Villa because there are a few. Can you few. do them all in the style of a, of a music hall star, please? Um, you won't believe. Uh, well, I, I was talking... To who uh, scored, my old mate. He was uh, with us in the pub. This is the, getting uh, to us, Neil Warnock. The other night. Well, it was, I mean, his whole shtick is very 1920s musical. Anyway, uh, they're no good at avoiding offside, uh, defending against long shots. We need clicky back. Uh, aerial duels, they're bad at those, so uh, Nyonto can win some uh, more balls in the box. They are weak at avoiding individual errors, and they cannot defend set pieces. So... And Greenwood, I mean this, Greenwood plays. I mean this quite sincerely. Um, Sam Greenwood, um, is he a good Premier League midfielder? I don't know. I don't think he's as... Uh, I think he's better than some. He's not as good as others. But his, uh, he should be in the team for set pieces. And that kind of gets uh, people sneer at that kind of thing. But his corners are just too damn good mm-hmm. to ignore. Even the ones that we're not scoring from, we're putting in great balls from him. And it needs to be needs to be in the team and he needs to be pulling rank so none of this you heard it on um, when I played West Ham it's classic because we've got some new routines there's the one where they do the, shoulder the, tap the two shoulders 
and we saw Jackie standing at the corner with his, uh, his two hands on his shoulders and it's like, oh, what's this going to be? And the effects microphone next to him, very much like Wolves Away last year, as he ground it into the, uh, the, the midriff of a defender at the front post head and going, ah! <laughs> so that's not working well. But Greenwood did the same shoulders thing at Cardiff and put in a, a brilliant ball. Um, and obviously we scored from um, him taking that frick, uh, quick corner with Nyonto. It's worth it just for that set pieces. People say, oh, you need to get, get that would be what you'd get Neil Warnock in for to save you like a whole girl's scoring from set pieces. Greenwood can be our manager, set piece coach, and he can take them. I, I do actually agree because we, we don't seem capable of creating much else. So having having someone who can deliver a really good ball, special teams, it does count. I know. I know under Bielsa we became conditioned to the fact that corners were basically cheating. Mm. So we never we made we sure we were really bother, we it? made sure we were absolutely abysmal at them. But you you can score goals from it. It's allowed. allowed. It is allowed. And he's uh, I suppose he's played as a ten in the under twenty threes, twenty ones. So if Aronson needs a rest, you're putting in a player who's got like probably not the same World Cup winning potential, but he's fine. And he might do well there. He's and, fine. And he's will contribute. And he's, well, got, he's, and he's got a much scarier face than Aronson for the yeah, pressing. He's, he's, even when Aronson's running around going like, why isn't that free kick to the referee? He's, he's just not got a face that you'd give a free kick to. Yeah, Greenwood's a proper narky little bastard. He loves he loves getting stuck in and upsetting people. Whereas Aronson is a bit more of a moaner. Just needs a rest, doesn't he? he needs a, Aronson needs a long sleep. I think the World Cup wasn't um, good for him. So he just needs to uh, chillax for a while. Well, there goes our cutting and insightful analysis of the Villa game. We'll get together on Friday night, shall we? Are you going to come for that one, Moscow? Probably not. <laughs> Send Rob. I'm not coming either. <laughs> I'll sit here and watch it on my own. Oh, well, fingers crossed. No, it'll, be good. it'll be good. I, I like watching Leeds games. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally. Earlier this year, the good folks at Boxed kept 100 Leeds fans fed and watered for four days to give us the energy to complete our 92-mile charity walk. These days, of course, the focus is on conserving energy and minimising waste. And Boxed have been sharing their tips to use your heating system as efficiently as possible to help keep your energy bills down. Upgrading to a new, more efficient boiler and using a Google Nest learning thermostat could save you up to £1,150 a year. And upgrading your boiler to a brand new A-rated one couldn't be easier. Installations carried out by an expert qualified installer and included in the price and 0% finance is available, subject to the relevant checks, of course. You'll get a fixed, fair price in just 90 seconds with Boxed, and as a listener to this show, you can save an additional £50 on your online quote by using the code TSB50. You don't have to walk 92 miles to do it. Just grab your phone, head to boxed.co.uk, that's B-O-X-T.co.uk, and use that code TSB50 to upgrade your boiler and save money now. Heroes and Villains, part three. Shall we... uh... Chuck some shade, then first of all, with the Ken Bates um, Villain of the Week awards. I'll give you a potted list of the candidates that we've got. We can pull on a few threads, see what comes out, you know. In the Leeds corner, Jesse Marsh gets uh, a little bit of flack. People not necessarily buying it at the minute. Not necessarily buying it is is not um, is not the way some people have phrased it. Sean Kay says, uh, in the words of Gandhi, admittedly paraphrased, fuck off, Jesse. Seems harsh, but it's very direct. Uh, Urente, who's Joel Bagan? Bagan. He's the, uh, he's oh, the, the kid on the line. He's Cardiff's goalkeeper. Yeah. The handball uh, man. Aronson getting a bit of flack for his lack of form at the minute. Uh, Rasmus Carthorse, um, Emil Heskey and Karen Bardsley. They did uh, the draw. Nobody prepared to properly criticise Stroke. Uh, stroke? Strike? As you mentioned in part two, Phil. Uh, Phil? 
Bank I've lost my bank. What's going on? Not all bald men are the, are the same. Where, where am I? Where's my glasses? I can't find my keys. Well done, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Uh, I do too many of these. Right. Um, Strout didn't want to get criticised by anybody. Yeah, to, in the, in the, to avoid nominating Strout, Sarah nominated the defence because she, she acknowledges she can't nominate the big sexy pirate. And then Furpo gets nominated by Dick Van Thanksclick um, for forcing Pascal Central and making him play like me. <laughs> Strout Barber gets a nomination uh, because obviously the Samson thing, losing the powers. Yeah. And then Marsh gets nominations for giving him the captaincy, which I guess uh, confused him a bit. Yeah. And Matt from Holbeck says, Jesse, for not lubing up Pascal before ploughing him back into central defence. If you're going to play him there, don't also start Lorenzo there like an absolute degenerate. <laughs> So it's everyone's fault, but but Strauss. I'm I'm down with that. And obviously Rasmus Kartos um, got one just to complete the uh, the other defenders being nominated. The full suite, yes. Uh, and it was Emil Heskey and Karen Bardsley did the the draw for the fourth round. Yes, we sat there watching that. And was like, when are we going to come out? When are we going to come out? When, and it was we were the last ball out, weren't we? Mm. And it was Emil Heskey's something, some kind of relative who missed a good chance as well. Nephew, yeah, Matteo Joseph. His nephew. I think it's his nephew. Uh, like, cousin? like third cousin or something. Yeah. Cousin there's might some, be safer ground. There's some link, isn't there, anyway, between Rel- Heskey and... Relation. Let's Fam- just go with that. Family member. Yeah, they are They are family. A sister sledge. Yeah, and, um, so. and Borenwood or Atkinson. Um, it would have been all right if we'd have had that one at home, wouldn't it? Is Arsenal there... fans are convinced that the uh, entire draw was fixed. Right. It's, I've seen some um, uh, very detailed slow-mos of the draw, the footage from the draw claiming that uh, both Emil and Karen were looking at the balls before they were drawing them out. Yeah. Proves that it was... uh, Is somebody not kind of a bit, I don't know, making that up? Because you can't see the balls because there's a a hole in the table. Well, this is it. They'd gone through all the camera angles and like put it all back together so you could see that they they were looking into... Do you not use the classic hot balls technique? (laughs) Where you heat up up your balls and then Mm. you can Mm. feel the warm ones. Who does Arsenal get? Man City, wasn't it? Yeah, Was it Man exactly. City so they're right. saying it's all fixed to get them knocked out by Manchester City. But aren't they better than Man City? Just knock them out now so you don't have to play them later. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you will have to play them at some point. The thing is, they? Arsenal have got a chance of winning that. Yeah, but it's... Um... Have we? No. <laughs> Sorry. Are winning the FA Cup? Yeah. Yes, we do. All right. Why? Because we're playing Boreham, I mean, yeah. playing Cardiff. We should beat Cardiff. Yeah, it's true. I, I was... And we should beat either Boreham Wood or Atkins and Stanley. I know there's a whole um, typical Leeds stuff and we do all the jokes and it wouldn't be surprising if we lost to Boreham Wood wouldn't be surprising if we lost to Cardiff but we should win those games we should be in the fifth round and mm-hmm. if we're not I suggest we go down to Welland Road we find everybody responsible and start throwing soft fruit at them okay fair enough when when did we last get to the fifth round I'm just going to have to look this up because... Wolves is it <laughs> my the god Wolves in the quarter final in 1997 eh? <laughs> it was yeah 97-98 was the season and that was the sixth round wasn't it quarter final oh, we, we got to the fifth round in 15-16 against Watford actually 15-16 the year ah uh, yes <laughs> that year. was a great now in, in the middle ages <laughs> what a great game that was now do you remember why we didn't win that game was, it, was that the Wootenown goal the Wootenown goal and do you remember but actually that was not the, the major problem was it Belushi no nope. <laughs> he, he was around then he no. got sent off at Watford another time, didn't he? It was a bigger bigger problem than that in Steve Evans' view, which is a big clue. And I took it badly, which is another clue. Was it Matt Smith? No. Close. Uh, You're on the right lines. So he brought on... Oh, Jordan Bataka. He brought on Jordan Bataka with two minutes of stoppage time left. 
and then did an entire um, post-match press conference about how everything was Jordan Pataka's fault. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it ended up with um, Bataka going into his office and basically saying, do you want to say that to my face? And, uh, or as he described it, no, we discussed, we discussed it like men. And, uh, and then Bataka doing interviews saying like, yeah, I've accepted his apology and it's forgotten about. I'd love to think Jordan Bataka just pinpointed him. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your villain of the week? Well, we've not covered them all off, yeah? We are, Anson. Do we have to? Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've, yeah, we've, we've probably criticised him enough. Oh, and people <laughs> know. <laughs> on Aronson, Lee, Lee and Cheese describes Aronson as the dainty little star-spangled mollusk. <laughs> Bless him. I think it's all just got a bit too much for Aronson, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, and I guess the... I can't cope, man! Yeah, getting up to speed in the Premier League, very different from Salzburg, and then the World Cup is a whole completely different thing as well. And we know all the stuff going on behind the scenes with the US squad. He's probably now trying to work out if like Gio Reyna's mum is also his mum at some point. Like the whole thing's just an absolute uh, mess. So... Is he excused? Uh, yeah, well... All he's, he's not a villain, is he? He's, he's a young man trying to find his way in a new country. Yeah, Fine he, young man. He just needs... Yeah, um, probably. It's why, not to dwell on letting Click go, but watching the last 20 minutes of the West Ham game, I was thinking to myself, this is the solution. Aronson can go on the bench for a while and we can make Click happy by putting him in the team and we'll do that for a few weeks and then Aronson will get his mojo back and Click will get some games and we'll, the team we should still be good. And then full-time whistle blows and they start putting a big tribute video on the screen. I was like, well, that's, that was a good plan. Never mind. I, I want to say Joel Bagan. Bagan? Bagan. Bagan. Firpo deserved that goal, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's denied yeah, Junior's moment. He did. I, that to me, he's the villain. I'd say, oh, Emil Hesky. For an admittedly good save. Is Emil Hesky used to score against us as yeah. well? Is there a way we can um, accuse Joel Began of uh, picking our team? <laughs> did he have any input into training during the week, do you think? Did he, so we can sort of cover everything off? Mm. He did say, he did shout changing keeper before he did that. Yeah. So, so he technically should have got away. Well, with goalie it, but, when needed. But, yeah, but VAR didn't. It wasn't, wasn't didn't there, it. was it? Yeah. So it didn't. It wasn't there to pick up on him. Him uh, shouting that. Right, that explains it. Ginger keeps. I, I'm saying him. Beginning. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying too. I'm At school, too. somebody tried to get away with a, a handball in a game by saying we weren't playing for handballs. <laughs> so um, I made it. Uh, it turned into a basketball game immediately. <laughs> so, All right, I'll just do this then. Um, yeah, give it him. Right. Um, On to the uh, Katana Brady Hero of the Week awards. Quick mention for the Cardiff scores as well. Wilf Nonto ended up as man of the match with the 7.09. That's from the starting 11, but Rodrigo outscored him coming off the bench with yes, 7.19. Yeah. So stole that crown. Max and Sonny uh, were the only other players who got over six. And uh, Big sexy captain pirate. He scored even lower than Jesse Marsh, which is pretty, going, pretty good going. Marsh got 3.42. Ref even outscored Marsh. Yeah, I don't think Jesse ever likes that. Ref wasn't awful, was he? He was. It wasn't great, but he wasn't awful. No, it wasn't terrible. I don't think. Um, no, especially without um, VAR to help him uh, getting the handball right was good. And got um, Nonto's dive right. Got, yes, he did. <laughs> and even the Lino getting the uh, the winning goal right, mm-hmm. despite Sonny Perkins basically shouting over to him like, "Pretty sure I was offside there, actually." <laughs> We've allowed um, Nonto yeah. into the Player of the Year rankings now, haven't we? Because he's occurred enough games, I think. And he's going to win. Well, yeah. yeah what, what were the rules? Because this is your thing, Moscow. How many um, 
how many games were you making him play before he was allowed to be winning it? Like, I would have put him there after 10 minutes. Oh, okay. He's clearly our best player, so well, like, give him the award now. Well, he's scoring 7.42. We've got Melier, Adams and Aronson, the three coming in behind him. It'll be, be between him, Melier and Adams. I think I don't expect Aronson to be staying up there. He's gone um, off the boil at the moment, but uh, Melier, um, assuming he plays again this season, will be um, running Nyonto close. Maybe put Wilf in goal. Maybe so. Yeah, the Hero of the Week award then. So we've got a few Leeds candidates here. Uh, Nonto is, is in the list for these, so is Verba. Uh, Perkins, Rodrigo, Greenwood, Click, and a few others as well, including uh, Stevenage. Uh, yes, just for, for sort of distracting a bit. Can't can't give anything nice to Steve Evans. That's true. And also, he'd just try and he'd just think the award was food, wouldn't he? <laughs> uh, you, were gonna, you, you said that as a means to not libel him then, didn't you? I think you were getting close to it. <laughs> Um, or you thought about it. Anyway, yeah. let's go through the, the candidates then. Um, Verba for his new multi-positional discipline. And he did some he did some good encouragement, didn't he? Wedge does praise him for that. He did seem to come on and start going, right, can we fucking sort this out? Which was uh, which was welcome. He celebrated Perkins' goal more than Perkins as well. It was quite interesting. He sort of grabbed him and screamed in his face. It was a bit moody, his celebration, wasn't it? He loses, yeah. he loses points, does Perkins. He did, like get, he did get several nominations. Don't like a moody celebration. You need to at least get into your, your Jimmy Hasselbank second season, I think, before you start doing that. It's he's got quite a moody face. Mm, that's the, true. The lowering brows kind of bring out the. I'm not sure what a smile looks like on Sonny Perkins' face. I hope uh, we never see one. Um, as uh, Sarah said, right time, right place. Just going back to Verba, Sean. I think summed it up with took control of the game when Leeds needed someone to take charge. Nonso just keeps doing nonso things as well, but I think maybe mm. we we have to maybe knock him down a mark or two for his dive. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he did get. It's, it's weird really because I think he did die for that but he did also get booted loads in this game so mm. he should have had a penalty for that maybe uh, and be allowed some uh, some a bit of a break for it but he's uh, I mean Dickie Wood does comment, comment on his engine and I did think that towards the end of the West Ham game he just didn't look any any more tired than the first five minutes he's just like, relentless isn't he just absolutely non-stop he maybe need the, the diving needs to not happen and there's maybe because I uh, was listening to you <laughs> talking about him and it's about how he takes he's taking so much responsibility and he's like playing like a an adult in this team and he is but he's doing it in quite a childish way so like the when he uh, piled into Grealish after Click had done it like it's great that he to see a player um, attacking Jack Grealish attacking Jack Grealish <laughs> mm-hmm. and kind of wanting to stand up but also it was I think even Click was turning around and was like it's all sorted Wilf you don't this isn't the time to do it and I think there's some little elements of that where he's getting involved in things in a way where he's not quite worked out how to get involved. Youthful exuberance. He's just like, he's just a puppy who hasn't learned his boundaries yet. He's joining yeah. the big boys sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So he's, but it's nice. It's great because instead of like Brendan Aronson just slinking off like to find his teddy bear, you've got Wilf. He's like, no, I'm going to go and sort of, I'm going to take this on and sort this out. But he maybe needs to just My kind thighs of are the equal to any man. Think about how he's going to sort it out and the diving thing is kind of an indicator of like he's not fully pulled those things together just be better at yet. it better yeah. at diving and get more penalties well you can't do it in the VAR world anymore can I mean, you? Rodrigo's got some nominations he's the sort of most heavily nominated I would say by number here people just liking his uh, his transformative performance obviously he's going to become top scorer in the Premier League at this rate and he's been touted for a Spain recall up isn't he well Matt from Holbeck pointing out he's the leading Spanish goal scorer across Europe this season so that's good. And good on yeah. him. Maybe maybe he's found his niche. Just not, don't move around very much and keep scoring. That goal against West Ham was really, really good. Yeah, very mm. good, wasn't it? And he's been playing, he was playing pretty well in that game. 
Actually, anyway. we've got to factor in West Ham here, haven't we, as well as that. Mm. I was just thinking of the most recent example. Mm. So probably it's him, isn't it? I think. You prefer him to click? You think Rodrigo's recent contributions I mean, what uh, outweigh click, everything that Click has de- ever done? demanded to leave and stormed off. And, and made me sad. And Yeah, he made us feel bad, didn't he? He did make me feel it's really about somebody who's made us feel good. Is it? Is it Rodrigo? Or do we give it to Clicky as a thank you, as a final thank you? Yeah, probably Click. Reluctance. Well, he didn't do anything this week, did he? But other than make me sad. But yeah. he flew to Washington. What did he do when he got there? He put on a Leeds game on his iPad. He did, and he had some fish and chips as well. Yeah, with uh, from Gordon Ramsay's um, shop, which made me think this is such a good move for him. <laughs> After because playing all those consecutive games for Marcelo Bielsa also meant being fit enough to play all those consecutive games for Marcelo Bielsa whereas MLS fish and chips all the way now mm-hmm. isn't it you know he'll, he'll have to keep himself ticking over in the old fitness states like the Vegas years yeah but it was um, it was click who was um, after Bielsa had gone suddenly you saw the players a lot more playing a lot more golf and he was um, I think it was uh, was it a bottle of Peroni and a Greg sausage roll <laughs> <laughs> that he took to the golf course and um, you know the kind of calories that he could, a footballer can just burn off in a moment, but he'd probably not been able to indulge in for a while. Like, I think life in DC is just going to work out for him. I look forward to seeing the, the Matt Click, the Sean Gregan years, as he, <laughs> as he waddles his way through the league. And, and truthfully, his manager's now Wayne Rooney, so it's not like he can really have a go at him. <laughs> yeah. And he'll probably Rooney still probably be the, recommended it. He'll probably still be the best player out there. Right. Um, who's it going to be then? Is it Click? Is it Rodrigo? From from a purely footballing sense, it's Rodrigo, but from a sentimental sense, it's Click. Click, then. Click. Yeah, fuck it. What, what do we have but sentiment, eh? Yeah, exactly. S- sentiment beats football every single time. Absolutely, right. So congratulations to Matt Click, and thank you for your service. So good luck in Washington. We're yeah. going to talk some more about him. We are, yeah. We're going to do um, an extra ball for members, aren't we? A little bit of an extended natter about um, his shithousery and so on and so forth. Yeah, so, not the Matt Click interview, which is going to happen, maybe, well, he if said, he ever comes back to he England. He said when he comes back, yeah, when he comes back to the UK, he will come in and do it. I think the feeling was as he left that it was probably just raw emotion, a lot going on. He had to get over there quite quickly, so he'll do it when he comes back over here. Um, he do it before they make him president of the United States the whole, of America. The whole thing. Because he's gone to Washington DC, isn't it? So that's where the White House is, so it's yeah. probably, like, could happen. Okay. I wish him the best in that project <laughs> thanks Moscow uh, right we will return uh, with well, we could do it show. after his president because he might have some he'd probably have some things to say about that wouldn't he yes worldwide world peace and the second you will get people saying stuff. you know he's not eligible don't you why isn't he eligible because he's, he's not, American. not American like the same reason Arnie couldn't I think yeah change the rules yeah okay you would wouldn't you if it meant Click was president so potentially yes potentially. work on that please let us know in the comments guys uh, right we will return with the weekly show next week we've got yeah the Clicky special for uh, for the extra ball more Phil Haley this week and, uh, and football on Friday we'll speak to you then the Square Ball Podcast 